The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Atlanta Hawks. We are brought to you by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I am your host, Edub, and I am so excited that you decided to join us on this podcast adventure. Um... Listen, let's let's not be around the bush. Hawks won four games straight. Uh took out the Charlotte Hornets tonight by a score of 113 to 91. And I tell you what, man, this was a complete game by the Atlanta Hawks. I'm talking about four quarters of good basketball, out shooting your opponent, playing better defense than your opponent. Uh, playing team basketball, man. This is one of the most together, together wins uh, that I have seen from the Atlanta Hawks this season. And ever since the trade has been made, and, and listen, by no, by no, by no means am I casting any aspersions or any on any former Hawks. Um, I think the trade did something to shake up the guys, maybe uh, because the six games since the trade has happened. You've seen a lot of, um, you've just seen better basketball. You've just seen better basketball, more effort. And I will tell you this, 
it doesn't hurt to have DeAndre Hunter back in the lineup. It doesn't hurt to have uh, Anyeko Okongu back in the lineup. And it is no coincidence that having those guys back that you're playing better defense. No disrespect to the G-Leaguers or the 10 or 12 G-Leaguers that was on the team about a month ago. But uh, when you have better guys, guess what? You play better basketball. Um, Hawks get a much needed win, 113 to 91. And listen, they got a lot of ground to make up, guys. They got a lot of ground to make up. But I was telling a buddy of mine, I was like, look, these this Hawks team's got to start winning 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10. They got to start winning a good lion's share of these games to dig themselves out of this hole that they've kind of put themselves into. They did it last year. And um, like I always say, just because you did it last year, don't mean you're going to do it again this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, overall, a good team win by the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to talk a little bit about what we saw tonight, uh, talk a little bit about the numbers. But first of all, if you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome in. Uh, again, I'm your host, Edub. We talk Atlanta Hawks basketball here, you know. Um, I like to hear from my listeners. I like to hear from the people that support us. And a big vehicle of how I do that is on social media. So if you're listening um, and you're first time in, you hey, I'm checking out this Hawks this Hawks podcast, you know, let me see what it's all about. Make sure you connect with us on our social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at Hawks Beat. Um, I get a lot of my fan interactions there on our Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you're following us there. Uh, we also invite you to subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to. Apple Pod, um, shoot, Spotify, we're on, wherever you find, wherever you get your streaming podcast, make sure you swing by and check us out. And while you're doing that, uh, make sure you swing, you uh, give us a five star rating because that really helps us out in the podcast community. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Um, Hawks took on a very decent Charlotte Hornets basketball team, right? Like this isn't, these aren't your father's Hornets, you know, no disrespect (laughs) to your father or the old school Hornets, but, uh, this Hornets team has been playing some pretty decent basketball for the season right now. They're, they're pretty much, uh, I think, let me see where they are as of now. I think last time I checked. They were the seventh seed in the East, you know. Um, they've been playing some decent basketball above 500. They've been playing better than the Hawks, you know. Uh, 26 and 21 is their record going. Well, it was 26 and 20 going into tonight. But, um, yeah, so if, if the season start today, they would be the seventh seed. You know, they would be in the play and they would host the playing game. So um, this team has been playing some pretty decent basketball. Seven out of their last uh, 10 is what they've won. And uh, this is the number two fast-breaking team in the NBA. You know, so the Hawks were going to have to uh, make sure they were on on uh, on point with their defensive P's and Q's, getting back in defense and uh, getting back on defense. And, uh, you know, just 
just playing a good game against this Hornets team, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, this is one of their better defensive games. Again, Charlotte is not one of the top-tier teams, but this is a team, beginning of the year, you thought you're supposed to be better than on paper, and, and you're supposed to be ahead of the Hornets. So I'm not saying that this is business as usual, but this was a much-needed win for a team, a Hawks team that has dug themselves quite a hole. <laughs> they dug themselves quite a hole. But uh, like I said, the Hornets coming in, seventh seed in the East, number two fast break team in uh, in the league. But, you know, Hawks didn't care about nothing about that. They didn't care nothing about that. You toss it up and they're going to play within the lines. They're going to play within the lines. So um, let's take a moment and uh, let's look at some of these numbers and talk about what we saw as far as the game was concerned. The Hawks um, started a starting lineup of Trey, Kevin Herter, um, Dre, JC, and Clint. Um, I got to be honest with you, man. I really like that starting five right there. You know, I know Bogey is, you know, kind of been the starter. And after the year he had, you know, he definitely deserved to start the season out. But, man, I really like Kevin Herter and I start in position, man. Like, I don't know what they're going to do when Bogey comes back. And I know Bogey's had some issues about coming off the bench. You know, he's making all that money. And I don't know, man, but I, I really like this five. I really like this five. A lot of people have talked about uh, wanting a Congo, a Congo to be the starter over Clint. I'm not quite, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, Listen to what I said. I'm not quite there yet, <laughs> but uh, I really do like that Congo kid. But uh, the offense, uh, I thought in the first quarter, the notes that I put down is the offense looked fluid. And what I mean by fluid, uh, a lot of good ball movement. The ball didn't just stick in number 11's hands. It wasn't predictable. They moved it with energy. If you've listened to coaches speak after the game, you've heard many times where they say, you know, the ball has energy. The ball needs to move. And I thought that's what the Hawks did. I thought that's what they did all four quarters, to be honest with you. But it's good to start the game off like that. Um, sometimes when you have a team with a superstar like number 11, sometimes the ball gets stuck. Sometimes it just doesn't flow. I thought tonight it flowed, you know, especially in that first quarter. And, you know, the defense, I, I, I thought the defense kind of looked uh, in the first quarter. I thought it looked average, but I'm going to tell you what average was an improvement from what this team had been playing. Right. Uh, you remember like, a, I don't know if it was like a week or two ago, you know, they were giving up 130 points a game, you know, so to hold a, a very high powered Charlotte team to under you know, 120 points. I thought that was very good, man. I thought it was very good. The one thing also that I noticed about this first quarter is they finished strong. Um, Hawks have had some issues with finishing quarters out, but, um, and that's typically once the bench guys came in. Um, Gallinari was the first guy at the bench. He gave Clint a blow and uh, they went with John Collins at the small ball five. I had no problem with that. I kind of thought a, uh, a Congo was going to be out first, but um, they subbed um, they subbed Clint out, probably because he had the two fouls. Um, he went with Gallo. Usually, if, if he's going to go with Gallo, 
usually he's going it he's going with that because of an offensive purpose because we all know Gallo when it comes to that defense <laughs> need I say more but I thought they did a really good job of closing out the quarter because you know the first quarter they were kind of back and forth uh under the under two minutes man they got that thing up to like 10 points they got that lead up to about 10 points and you had to be feeling good about yourselves you're on the road first quarter though you played really well trey uh gets off the gate with 11 points he shot the ball well four of eight shooting uh hit three three-pointers in that first quarter and i will say this the, the threes that trey made and sometimes I got a problem with some of the threes he takes, you know, but I thought they were all in rhythm. They were all really good shots. And if you're going to shoot three out of six, keep shooting that thing, <laughs> right? Keep shooting that thing. But I thought the Hawks first quarter really set the tone for pretty much the whole game. The Hawks didn't get outscored in any of the four quarters, didn't get outscored in any of the four quarters, but, um, you had the bench guys come in and uh, Kevin Knox playing in that second unit. So I don't know if uh, he's going to overtake TLC as far as his minutes are concerned. But I thought the Knox kid looked pretty decent, y'all. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought he looked pretty decent tonight. He's not going to blow you off. He's not going to blow the doors off. It's not going to be anything like really special or like superstar, but... I mean, he looked like an NBA player, you know, and I'm going to tell you this. I had no problem with TLC. Here's the problem with TLC that a lot of y'all have problems with. TLC was starting these games because we had so many injuries. All right. You had a whole bunch of injuries. Dre was out. Hurd was out. Bowie was out. So TLC, folks got to remember, this was the last guy to make the team. This was the last guy to make the team, and he got thrust into these positions, and folks was getting mad that he wasn't producing like a superstar. Look, y'all, this was the 15th man on the squad. <laughs> you know? No disrespect, and I think for what he what he what he was the role that he was supposed to play and the role that he got put into, I thought he did a decent job. I had no problems with TLC. Um yeah, but, you know, it seems that he's kind of maybe back to where he belongs on the depth chart. Maybe, you know, that third string or, you know, kind of quasi second string. But um, Kevin Knox, I mean, I, I thought he played decent, man. He had he had a bucket in that second quarter. Balanced scoring for the Hawks in the second quarter. And that's what I like to see. You know, Trey Young. Uh, I thought he really did a great job of managing the game tonight. Um, John Collins didn't really have it going offensively. He got into some foul trouble. But um, I thought as a team, you know, the scoring in, in the second quarter, I mean, what, Gallo had five, Dre had seven, you know, Trey up four. I mean, everybody kind of chipped in. There wasn't one guy that was just, like, killing, you know. So you go into the half up 55 to 44, and you got to feel good about yourself. And I'm sure they feel good. I, I missed the halftime interview with the assistant that they normally do. But I know they had to feel good going into halftime, limiting this team to 44 points. 44 points. The, the Hornets took 16 threes and they missed all 16 of them. 
They missed all 16 of them. Do you know how hard that is? Zero for 16 in the first half. Um, I don't know. Like, do you credit, like, just really good Hawks defense or them catches wasn't making shots? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from the Hawks, but I, I did think that the defense was better tonight. And some nights, you know, you just don't make shots. That's the NBA. That's the NBA. Uh, third quarter, in which typically is the Trey Young quarter. And um, I tell you what, man, it, it was Trey had nine in the quarter. It, it, it wasn't like a really dominant. Uh, performance by Trey in that third quarter by any means. All all nine of those points was from three, was from beyond the arc. And I thought out of all the tr- all the threes Trey took tonight, I thought they were all in rhythm. They were all in rhythm. So um, Hawks end up winning the quarter again, 30 to 22. And, um, and the Hornets finally make a three in that third quarter. Uh, they knocked down three of them. So they were three of 11. Which is kind of interesting to me because when teams aren't making threes, like they just keep on shooting. And that's something I don't necessarily understand. I mean, I kind of get it from a standpoint of, look, man, you got to keep on shooting. If that's the shots they're going to give you, you got to take them. But, um, yeah, they were three for 11 in that third quarter uh, from three, which is 20 good for 27 percent. Not really good. Hawks were shooting 47% from the field and 54% from three. And I'll tell you this, man, it's been a while. And I don't know. And I had to go back and look at the Miami game from Friday night. Um, But it's been a while since the Hawks team has outshot the other team and played better defense than the other team. Usually it's usually one or the other. Or if it's one, they don't do it for four quarters. Um I thought tonight they did it for four quarters, man. You know, um, you're going into the fourth quarter now. You're up 85 to 66. And now you're kind of on cruise control. Now, I always say, you know, don't take comfort in any of these leads. Go, especially going into the fourth quarter. We all know what can happen in the NBA and especially in this type of league with the, with the Hornets team that can get up and down. But the Hawks did not disappoint. They did not disappoint. And there was never a time in the fourth quarter where I felt that Charlotte was even going to make a move. (laughs) Um, Their starters, Martin, Plumlee, Terry Rozier, those guys didn't even play in the fourth. So um, they played mellow like almost about nine and a half minutes. But it was it was pretty much cruise control for the guys uh, in that fourth quarter. Trey had six. And again, you just had balanced scoring from everybody. You know, Um, they win that quarter. They went all four quarters. And so it was really just a good win for the Atlanta Hawks, a much needed win. Um, Four in a row, this team is starting to play with confidence. They know that they have uh, to dig themselves out of a little hole. But hey, all you can do is play one game at a time, man. One game at a time. And they are currently still in that 12th spot. But you keep on winning these games, you're gonna slowly start you're gonna slowly start creeping up on there. You're only a game and a half out of that play-in spot, which is uh, held on by the Washington Wizards and the New York Knicks, right? So um 
You don't want to look ahead too much. You just want to play the games that are ahead of you. That's what the Hawks need to do. And um, I thought for what it is for tonight, the Hawks did a fabulous, fabulous job. Um, next up for the Hawks is a game on Wednesday. They take on the Sacramento Kings. And then Friday, they finish out the week against the Celtics. Uh, on the weekend, you got the Lakers and the, and the Raptors coming to town. But um, again, one game at a time. You got to worry about Sacramento next and take care of Sacramento because last time we played Sacramento, uh, I don't think what happened last time. I think they, I think they beat Sacramento last time they played. I don't know. I got to go back and look at that. But we are going to um, let's get some fan feedback. Let's see what the fans had to say. So um, a big part of what we do again is on the social media front. And after each game, I ask you guys, what did you guys think? And I love hearing your responses. I asked you guys several questions tonight, but let's go to Twitter and see exactly what the fans had to say after tonight's game. All right, let's see what these guys had to say. So on Twitter, um, I asked usually three questions. I asked, what do you guys think after tonight's game? What are your takeaways? Just want to get your thoughts. Uh, I usually ask, who's your MVP? But tonight I said, do you have an MVP other than Trey? <laughs> um, I also asked, what are your thoughts on the four-game win streak? So let's stroll over to Twitter and see what the fans had to say. All right, so... Um, the real Ben Cohen on Twitter said talking on defense committed to getting stops more double O Lou and Gallo waking up Trey being Trey again, less mouths to feed question mark. Okay. Less mouths to feed. So maybe there was, uh, attraction by subtraction. I don't know. He raised the question. He, he said it. I can dig it. Um, he did mention about Lou and Gallo waking up. Listen, when those two guys are getting buckets for you, it is huge. It is almost essential that they get buckets for you, especially Gallo, because on the defensive end, they are going to be turnstiles, right? They are not stopping anybody. So it is very important that those guys get buckets on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Hawks fan in China. Okay. Uh, more urgency and communication on the floor. Veterans lead by example. I can I can dig it. I can dig it, man. Mitchell Andrews on Twitter said, uh, Bogdanovich not playing two knee surgeries less than six months. He has a step. He's a slip. He's a step slower this year. He's 29. Can't play alongside Trey no more. Okay, sounds like Mitchell wants to get bogey up out of here. <laughs> Hey, man, that's why I love hearing from the fans, man, because they, they always give it to me uh, straight with no chaser. I love it. I love it. Dewan Goodwin says this team is in sync and they're playing defense. I believe getting Hunter back has been critical because he's our number two and Cam is gone. Shrug. Hey, it is what it is, man. We wish Cam all the success with his new team. But we're going to worry about the cats we got here in Atlanta. All right? We're going to worry about the cats we got here in Atlanta. Uh, let's see. Roy Mathis on Twitter says, The most standout thing is the defensive effort and the rebounding. Right? I agree. I agree. 
Um, ATL Hawks Nation says getting healthier, playing better defense. I hope Dre is okay. We need him. Yeah. He's referring to a, uh, uh, um, I think it was a third or fourth quarter. Dre goes up for a dunk and Kelly Oubre just knocks his hand like out of the way. It was a very bad foul. Oubre actually got ejected, but, um, Dre was down for a little bit, but he got back up and it was good to see him get back up. He was able to get back up, shoot his free throws. So hopefully, um, once the adrenaline wears off that he should, he'll be okay. Maybe he's just a sore a little bit, but, um, man, this team is totally different when Dre is here, when Dre is going, when Dre is in that lineup. And you can arguably say that after number 11, Dre is the most important player on the Hawks. Um, I've, I've said that many a times, but, um, glad he's okay. Glad he is okay. Um, Let's see if there's anyone else. I'll read. Let me see a lot of guys. Uh, ben Cohen uh, <laughs> chimed in again. He said, a lot of guys saving a lot of people's jobs, right? So it's funny because, you know, you go on a win streak and the rumor mill starts to get a little less quiet, right? It starts to get a little, little, little bit more quiet, actually. You don't see the rumors coming as fast and as furious as they were before because you're winning ball games and and winning cures everything. When you lose, everything is a problem. Everything it kind of brings to light a whole bunch of things, but um hey, it, it cures that. It cures that when you win. As far as my takeaways from tonight's game, um my takeaway is simply this. Hawks on a roll right now. Four games is a nice little streak. Um I believe in the NBA winning is contagious very much like losing is sometimes when you're on a losing streak, you're kind of just playing not to lose. If it, does that make sense? Uh, in winning it, you, you start to build a confidence. There's a confidence with that. You're building with each other. There is a, a comfort that you're building with each other. The expectation of what it takes to play defense is something that the Hawks seem to like, they seem to kind of figure it out, you know, Beating decent teams like Charlotte, like Miami, um, like Milwaukee, uh, those are big wins. Those are very big wins. And so uh, you just hope that they're able to carry this on against Sacramento and, and see how long they can ride this little win streak. If you drop a game, okay, you got to get back on the saddle. Um, but I think this team is headed in the right direction, keeping guys healthy. And hey, maybe that's what it maybe that's what this team needed. So it's gonna be interesting to see what Travis how Travis feels. I'm gonna be listening with bated breath tomorrow to see what Travis says about this team on Monday. He usually joins one of the local stations here in Atlanta. It's gonna be interesting to hear his perspective after a four game win streak because clearly Travis was upset. When they was losing them games last <laughs> last couple of weeks, and Travis was about to get people up out of here, he already got Mr. Cam Reddish to New York, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see is he still shopping to make this team a better team? I don't know. We're gonna see, but. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, man, we're going to put this pod to bed, man. We're going to put this pod to bed and, uh, we will, uh, we'll see you guys on, on the rebound, man. But thank you guys for checking out the Hawksweet podcast. Make sure you swing by Apple pod, give us five star rating. Let us know what you think about the show. 
And uh, like we say every time, man, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.